If you enjoy Work It, please consider visiting spookymag.com forward slash subscribe to support the show. Come on, you know we're good for it. Welcome to Work It, a show about work. This is a work of satire containing mature themes. Pour le service en français, appuyez sur le 1. For writer and performer Sam Alamey, please press 2. For writer and performer Janet Mowat, please press 3. For a measured and insightful discussion of This option is unavailable. For a really strong start to 2021, by which I mean a clip show, please stay on the line. Today's programming is brought to you by Americans for Salt. Billy, your dinner's ready. Oh boy, what are we having? Mashed potatoes with a sprinkle of pepper. Pepper? Well, all right. Nipple, nipple, nipple. It hurts, mommy, it hurts. Scenes like this are becoming all too familiar. It's time to say no to pepper and restore a little decency to our country. A spice hurt my baby? I had no idea Pepper was so violent! What kind of communist sex pervert would want to eat something that hurts? Why do you hate America, Mommy? I'll never serve Pepper again! Today's programming is brought to you by Pepper for Patriots. Hey America, it's time we show our children there's more to mealtime than essential minerals. Join me and together, let's make dinner downright exciting. Hey kids, shoot from the waist, like this. Hi, I'm Pepper. Eating should be something you look forward to instead of just a chore to stay alive. I know my opponent Salt is running a smear campaign against me, but I'm not gonna play dirty. America, I want you to say yes. Yes to flavor. Yes to excitement. Yes to pepper. Paid for by Pepper for Patriots, a subsidiary of the Peter Piper Corporation. Episode 33, The Work It Halloween Party. We interrupt our broadcast for this important local update. Hello everyone and welcome to the Westdale Gossip Report. I'm Brenda the Busybody and let me tell you, I've been busy this week. Let's start with adulterers caught red-handed, with recordings to prove it. We've got Alan Grisham of Westdale Public Library. Oh baby, that's it. Ooh. Yeah, you know it. Hey, what the? Clark Dribble of Westdale Plumbing and Gas. Oh yeah, baby. Ooh. That's it, right there. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and finally, my own husband, Dwight Folsom. Wow, you're so much hotter than my wife. Ooh. Hey, what's it? Brenda. I can report that I personally verified all those cads by seducing them myself. Dwight's fallen for that blonde wig 18 times now. Moving right along, the sheriff embezzled $400 million from Westdale's treasury. How do I know? I have my ways. Oh, baby, I feel I can tell you anything. Ooh. I'm gonna let you in all about my racial profiling. Stay tuned for that next week. And now, back to the fair. 
You ready to go trick-or-treating, Sam? I'm dressed in my chaplain costume for the ninth year in a row. You look just like a cheap tramp, all right. Thank you kindly. And I see you've got your Prime Minister Paul Martin costume ready. I do. Or should I say... Oh, there's no doubt about it. I was thinking we could go trick-or-treating together. Sound good? We will be better off if we don't cooperate. Come on, Sam. I have a plan, and I even made a little map of the neighborhood here. But you want to just tear it up and go your own way? Yep. That's chaos. Maybe so, but as the 21st Prime Minister says... We will be better off if we're per perpetually creating this kind of chaos. Fine. I'll go trick-or-treating by old Dr. Frankenstein's house, and you can go the other way, through the woods. Okay, bye! I hope he knows what he's doing. Hey kids, wait up! Check it out! He is Paul Martin! Whoa! Bet you can't do the voice. Oh yeah, I can! The WTO. Well, off to the old Frankenstein house for some candies and absolutely no misadventures. And that's the Moet Guarantee. Maybe Janet was right. These woods sure are sp sp spooky. Uh, who's there? Tr tr trick or treat. Oh no, it's a werewolf. Wanna hear my p p Paul m m Martin? You know, w w werewolf comes from the old English for m m man wolf. Boy, is this lycanthrope negligent of vocabulary or w w what? Ah! Trick or treat! Oh, yes. Master will be glad to see a visitor. I said, trick or treat. Master will give you a treat beyond compare. Come, Master, come. It's not a toothbrush, is it? Oh, no. Oh, no, not a toothbrush. A living death. Okay, well, so long as it's not a toothbrush. Ah, Janet, we've been expecting you. Uh, no, duh, it's Halloween. All you Westdale MFers should be expecting me. Call me Annabella Lewin, Doc, because I want candy. So hand it over. Of course, Janet, just through the basement door here and down these stairs. By the way, how's your brain? Perfect. It can do good podcast jokes, and it can read podcast lines good too and nice. Super. But Sam and Janet weren't separated for long. Soon they were reunited and trick-or-treating together as a team. A happy ending. Woof, woof, ow. Bow, wow, wow. Hang on, Sam. Let's just be normal again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Episode 34, Generation Gapping Out, on Boomers vs. Millennials. Ugh. Hey, what's wrong with you, Janet? Sam, our show has so much work. I want to reflect on last week's election and the details of its aftermath, which are of course well known at the time of this conversation, but I've got all this dumb work and stuff to do. Truly, the events of the election that happened a week and a half before this episode airs are worth reflecting on. Yes. Anyway, what's wrong with you? 
Oh, I just wish Work It had more cross-generational appeal. We're a huge hit with millennials, but older people hate us. Say. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Let's quit Work It and have our free time back? Oh, um, I was thinking we should hire a baby boomer intern to help us with all this work and help us appeal to an older audience. Oh. In fact, I have a great candidate waiting outside. I'll call her in for an interview. Hey, Brenda! Sorry to keep you waiting. Oh, it's nothing, my dear. A little frostbite never hurt anyone. Great. Brenda, meet Janet. And Janet, this is Brenda, the woke boomer. I met her on the bus. Yes, it's true. I'm very woke, and I only take public transit. Save our planet! So you want to be an intern with us, Brenda? Oh, yes. I'd love a community-minded project for my golden years. Oh, incidentally, I make the most delicious jello salads. Ew. Eat up, you two. Oh, that's pretty good. Very edible. I need the recipe from you. Now, Brenda, we've got a few questions. You know that Work It is a pretty progressive show. In what way are you, Brenda, a woke boomer? Well, for starters, you know, I would have voted for Obama a third time. Are you American? No. Um, any other examples? Well, you see, I strongly believe that diversity is our strength. Okay, well, that's... Yes, I tell that to the nice man at the grocery store every day, so he knows I'm on his side. Oh, no. Uh, we're looking for more, like, tangible actions. Maybe you donate to a worthy cause. You know what I like to do when I want to be diverse? I get shawarma. Ever heard of that? I don't like it much, you know, too much flavor. But they're always so surprised to see someone like me being diverse. Brenda... That's another thing I tell the nice man at the grocery store. Diversity is our strength, and sometimes I get shawarma. Now, I'm not sure where he's from, one of those countries. Brenda, I'm not sure this is going to work out. Oh, isn't it? Wait, Sam, I don't feel so good. Janet, what's happening? Oh dear, it would be a shame if I... Poisoned the jello salad. Oh, you poisoned us? Oh. Yes, with the two of you out of the way, at last I can take over your awful show. The world will get a brand new work it, a palatable one. But, but why? Because what society needs is unchallenging, centrist messages. Up the status quo! Up the boomer-friendly content! Oh no! Farewell, Orchid. <laughs> All too easy. Now, let's see. First order of business is to call up the Lincoln Project. Not so fast, Brenda. <gasps> Sam! But... But there was enough strychnine in that jello to kill a rhinoceros! I tested it! Ah, uh, but that's where you made your fatal baby boomer error. You didn't check our dietary restrictions, and you see... I'm a vegan. And? 
and Jello has gelatin in it. So? So gelatin is made from animal products. Huh, you know, I had no idea. Anyway, I only pretended to eat it. Now it's time to take out the boomer trash. Ow! Ow! Hey, that hurts! Oh, if only Janet were still alive to protect me. Never fear, Sam. <gasps> Janet! But, but surely you're not a vegan, too? No, but I've developed a strychnine tolerance from years of eating pesticides. I hoped you were, I mean, I thought you were dead. Just an unrelated illness from some arsenic I also ingested today. Now then, have at you, Brenda! Alright, you win! Work it can go back to broadcasting those socialist fart jokes. For now, the center will rise again! Wow, Janet, that was close. But at least now we can go back to devoting every moment of our spare time to this show. Oh no. Arsenic? Yes, please. Nom, nom, nom. Mm, good arsenic. <laughs> Now it's time to hear your thoughts on boomers versus millennials. Let's go to the phones. Line one, you're on with Work It. I've got no problem with boomers, zoomers, Laura loomers, but what I really don't get is humor. You and us both, caller. Caller two, you're on the air. I actually like to think of myself more as a willennial. And what's that exactly? It's basically a millennial with a Will Smith reference. Thanks for the call. West, Jim West, test. Caller 3, welcome to Work It. Yes, this is Dr. Bertram Farber calling. No. The Bertram Farber. Dr. Farber, yes. My goodness, welcome to Work It, Dr. Farber. Thank you, always happy to discuss this topic. For our listeners, Dr. Farber is one of Westdale's top researchers, and his specialty is this very subject, the empathy gap between boomers and millennials. Dr. Farber, for the benefit of our listeners, please tell us about your research. I wanted to prove that all these groups needed to become more empathetic was to walk a mile in each other's shoes. And how did you test this? I just told you. What do you mean, exactly? What do you mean, what do you mean? I literally just told you. Sure, so metaphorically you had them walk a mile in each other's shoes, but what did you actually, you know, do? Well, like I said, we made them walk a mile in each other's shoes. I really can't be any clearer. No. Seriously? A truly pioneering study. We invited 50 boomers and 50 millennials to the lab for a paid experiment and when they got there, we made them swap shoes. And then what? We made them walk around the parking lot. So they literally walked a mile in each other's shoes? At first, yes. But the results were inconclusive, so they kept walking. Two miles, three miles, four, hundred! Four, four hundred miles, oh my god! They were whining, when do we get paid? And I need to get back before my family reports me missing, babies. How did you even convince them to stick around that whole time? I pointed to the study's scientific merit. Well, that's good, I guess. Oh, and I had a gun. 
You threatened their lives? Oh yeah, that's the great thing about guns. Oh my god. Some good it did. I remember this one old crone crying about how her ankle was hurt from the Birkenstocks she was wearing. But when I asked her to rate her empathy levels, she just passed out. Yeah, thanks a lot, lady. Big help for science. The poor woman. So you had millennials and boomers walking around, passing out, and then what? You sent them home? In science, you have to be persistent. Did Albert Einstein discover space on his first try or his 101st try? I'm pretty sure he didn't discover space. After this failure, we moved on to the second phase. Perhaps they needed to really live as one another. Well, how'd you do that? We made the boomers stay up all night, drinking PPR and posting memes. And for the millennials, we cuffed each of them to a walker and force-fed them mush. And this experiment lasted one night, did it? Janet, did Isaac Newton invent apples on his very first try? Or his 101st try? Oh, for God's sake. No, I made them drink beer and eat slop for four months. And the police never came looking for them or anything? Are you kidding me? The Westdale police couldn't catch a cold. Well, Dr. Farber, I think I speak for both of us when I say this is absolutely criminal and I'm calling the police. Uh, report work it for dorky interview questions while you're at it. Why, I never. I just hope our city services can help these millennials and boomers heal from this. Interesting. Perhaps I could have. What, you mean you didn't release your subjects to healthcare professionals to recover? That's not a bad idea now that you come to mention it. But no, I just put them in my science cave. Your science cave? It's just this cave in Westdale Bog where I put all my dumb old science crap. I'm sure they're fine. Okay, doc Dr. Farber, before we let you go, what conclusions did you end up with after all your terrible work? I have concluded that boomers are about 60 years old, but millennials are about 30 years old. Okay, well, it's been awful talking to you, Dr. Farber, and I hope you rot in jail. You'll never take me alive, coppers. For science! Episode 35, Gig Me With A Spoon, on the gig economy. You're traveling through another dimension of work. A dimension not of decent pay and stability, but of precarity. A journey into a desperate life of exploitation whose boundaries are that of the greediest corporate CEO. This is the Toilet Zone. We join a young woman driving for a ride-sharing app called Lyft. Little does she realize her quiet life is about to become a nightmare. Thanks for riding with Lyft! Say, have I driven you before? Psh, no. I took a dump in the back seat, loser. Have fun cleaning that up. Oh no, not again. Anyway, I guess all Lyft passengers start to look and act the same after a while. Okay, so her life is already a nightmare. But it's about to become a nightmare in the spooky sense. Hi, right for Corey? Yeah, shut up and drive. So anyway, I said to her- You know, you look just like the last guy I drove. I said shut up, bro. 
So anyway, I told my old lady, you've got to lose that surgery oh, weight he's or I'm on taking off. And she's like, stop being a jerk. And I'm like, <gasps> they're always on the and phone. And anyway, I go out with the boys to the club. Oh, there's this hottie Bumbadi grinding up against well, me. Well, here we are. Thanks for riding with Lyft. Get bent, fatty. Huh. And he took a dump in the back seat, just like the last guy. Oh, well. Time for my next pickup. Hey, ride for... Corey? Wait... You again? Shut up and drive. So listen, I'm at the gym and some dude's like, bro, you're so swole. And I'm like, yeah, I'm yoked, man. And he's like, but I just gave you a ride. Um, there goes your tip, weirdo. Nah, man, I was talking to my driver. So I'm like, dude, bro, it's sick, man. Man, it's sick. I swear I just gave a ride to someone who looked just like you. Dude, let me out. You're harshing my vibes, bro. Oh, no. And I took a dump in the back seat, loser. Are all alpha dude bros and lifts the same person? I know, I'll do a lift pool and pick up multiple riders. They can't all be the same guy. Hi, ride for... Corey? Yeah, shut up and drive. So I'm like, dude, bro, it's sick, man. Man, it's sick, dude, bro, bro. It's Hi, sick, dude, ride bro, for... Dude. Corey? Yeah, shut up and so drive. Listen. Move over, bro. Hop in, bro. So, so anyway, listen, I'm at the gym and some dude's like, Oh my god. Ride for Corey? Again? Yeah, shut up and drive. Bros, move over, dudes. Buckle up, What's bro. up, bro? So anyways, so man, no. No, they're all the same. Fucking unbearable gym bros. You can't escape them. Why won't they Oh, dude, there goes her tip. Uh, help me. Looks like she needs medical attention, bro. Yeah, bro, too bad she doesn't have benefits, loser. Hey, let's take a dump in the back seat and bail. All right. <laughs> Good idea, bro. Nice dump, bro. Yes, for this driver, every gig is a nightmare in the toilet zone. Now, a scene from the world of music, where not all gigs are created equally. Alright guys, take it from the top! Why bother Brody? We're never gonna make it. Come on Chaz, that's why we hired a manager, remember? So Cherry Crush can finally get our big break. Yeah, I guess you're right. Hey, where is that guy? Boys, I got you a gig. Step outside and I'll explain. All right, awesome. Told you, man. Rock and roll. So what you do is, when you get a notification on your phone here, you go, you pick that person up, and you drop them off where they're going. That's great, Sal, but when do we get to the gig part? Bring on the arenas. And the chicks. All right. This is the gig! Aw, oh, man. Look, fellas, you gotta start somewhere, right? Right. And record sales ain't what they used to be, right? Right. This is the gig economy, and in this economy, Cherry crushes on Uber. But, 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 what about our fans? Well, in this scenario, you could say, uh... Your passengers are your fans. Oh, I tried to tell you, Brody, we're washed up. No, we're not. This could still work. Our first fan, 
Chaz, follow my lead. Hello, passenger. Uh, hi, Westdale Mall, please, and hurry, I'm late for work. And here we go. Hey, watch the road. You just blew through that red light. What are you doing? Look out! Did you just say big long legs and shaking hips? Um, that's inappropriate. No, I don't really want to dance with you. Are you crazy? Get me to work now! Watch out for the truck! And here we are, Westdale Mall. Way to go, boys. I knew you'd make the most of your big gig. Thanks, Sal. You're all right. Yes, I am. Hit it! Episode 36, The Westdale Winter Summer Fair, a remote from a summer fair in the winter. I'm here at the fair's food court with Henrietta Chomp of Westdale Catering. What can I get here, Henrietta? Well, we've got the perfect treats for a summer fair. Lemonade, freezies, ice-cold beer. Now what makes this summer fair so special is it's in the dead of winter. Absolutely. At first, we tried reversing the food. Chili frozen solid, piping hot ice cream. How'd that go? Terribly. At least we sold some freezies to the staff making the ice rink. You know, when I went skating, I thought the ice tasted like grape flavor. You didn't lick the ice just because it's purple, did you? No, when you're done skating, you have to lick your skates or they'll rust. Sam, should you really be unsupervised? Let's talk meals. Any popular winter options? Well, seeing as it's still close to the holidays, we're offering a full takeout turkey dinner. Mm-mm, sounds great. A full turkey and stuffing served in a styrofoam sack. Well, how about drinks? We've got hot apple cider with apples from Brock Studman's apple orchard. Now, he's that retired porn star that started a cider company, right? Him and his frequent co-star, Misty Rains. What a fun career change for him and Misty. He used to be in porn, but now he's in cider. I'm glad no one listens to Work It or that might get some calls. But tell me, Henrietta, what's been your biggest seller? Earlier we were selling a lot of funnel cakes, and that looked like our best seller. But then we ran out of batter. What'd you do? Well, we still had all this used oil from the deep fryer, so I just scooped it into bags for these Westdale pigs. Sales went up. Way up! Let me get this straight. The food court's biggest seller was just sacks of used frying oil? We had a line out the door. Whole families buying four sacks of oil and finding a corner where they could swarp it into their gaping mouths. I don't believe it. Watch this. Piggies, piggy, piggy, piggies, bean time. Now Henrietta here is pouring out a bucket of frying oil onto the ground and... Ah! Get away from me! I'm a man, not a sack of frying oil! This is Sam from Workit, devoured by pig people! Episode 37, Feeling Finance, on Finances at Work. Here's Sally, a typical American girl working at a typical American shop. Hiya! Note her modest dress, sturdy haircut, and vacant smile. I hope you're having a blessed day. Sally comes from a working class background, but she doesn't mind. Why is that, Sally? I believe in the American dream. That's right, young Sally's doing everything she needs to achieve the American dream. And what's that dream for you, Sally? I want to be a multi-billionaire tech mogul. Yes, here in America, we dream big because it's our God-given right to become filthy, stinking rich. 
And all it takes is gumption. To begin, you need to form a network of high-powered allies. Start by tapping into your father's associates. Oh, my parents aren't in my life, actually. Where's that gumption, Sally? Time to make friends with some magnates yourself. Of course. Hi, I'm Sally. Fuck off! Oh well, let's try the next one. Hi, I'm Sally. Security! Oh no! Oh yes! Remember that gumption, Sally. You're right, mister. Hello, dear. At last, an opportunity. Hello, my name's Sally and I have big career aspirations. I'd love to talk to you. I told that escort agency no talking. Oh, hi. A woman should have her mouth full at all times. Release the hounds on this tease, Herbert. Well, Sally, you've learned your next lesson about the American dream. You have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Gee, you're right, mister. That's the spirit, Sally. First, obtain a six-figure loan from your parents. I don't have parents, remember? Oh, well, not to worry. Simply sell off some of your parents' property to finance your dream. I just told you. Oh, right, the parents thing. Well, let's really use those bootstraps and approach a wealthy patron for a loan. But that creepy old man set his dogs on me. Right, 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 right. Huh. You know, this is a real pickle, Sally. But I still have my gumption. What else can I do to become a billionaire? Bad news, Sally. You're all out of options. Time to go back to your minimum wage job at the shop. Well, at least America has a robust social security net to help me get by. Ha ha ha. Oh, Sally. late for our next scene. Oh well, guess I'll just listen to my favorite song. Just a sexy boy. Oh, I'm not a boy toy. Janet, you'll never believe what I've got. Syphilis? What? No, what I've got in my hand. Hands, eh? The clap? Janet, in my hand I have the full top secret list of salaries for all the DJs here on CFMU. You know what this means. It means we can finally prove they're BSing us when they claim they can't pay us more than our current rate of nothing dollars. If we can expose that other hosts are getting more, Sam, we've got them between a large stone and a place that isn't soft. Took the words right out of my mouth. Now please the clap. I mean, please clap. I'm impressed, Sam, getting privileged info like that. How'd you get your diseased little paws on it anyway? I hacksawed into the mainframe, bypassed the firewall, and rerouted key shell functions to my database. You found it lying around, didn't you? I mean, maybe, but I could've hacksawed it if I wanted. Give it to your dorkfius. Let's see, Sam and Janet, Sam and Janet. Here we are, zero dollars. All good so far. Let's look at some of these other shows. Catheter Theater with the Meadow Park Nursing Home Touring Company. One dollar! See? They're ripping us off! Keep looking! Coming up short, the show where CFMU would get Marty Short to talk about his Westdale roots but can't get his email. 
$5. I knew the dead air slotted for Marty Short was getting a better deal than us. Hang on. God's wounds, Sam. There's a show getting paid 100000 bucks an episode. What's that work out to in new money? But here's what's wild. I've never heard of it. Give that here. Snarfles and Max. What the hell show is that? I will hacksaw the mainframe to ascertain the particulars of the- You mean you're Googling it. I coulda hacksawed it. Anyway, look here. Snarfles and Max is the world's first right-wing talk radio show hosted by CFMU's station manager's son and dog. Leopardism. I think you mean nepotism. That's even worse. Wait, a dog and a boy host a right-wing talk show? Well, click that link. Maybe they deserve it. That's white snuffles. Those bad kids from the other neighborhoods are taking all the good swings at recess. And their doggies take your bones. Good point. That's it. Even though the dog destroyed my previously held notions using logic and reason, it's still not right. Let's bust down the boss's door and demand fair pay. I'll chew his slippers and pee on the floor if I have to. That's the spirit. Meanwhile, in the boss's office. Now to relax with the radio. You are listening to CFMU. And now, back to Coming Up Short. One of these days, Marty. We'll land you one of these days. Why, if it isn't Spam and Numbnuts from Work It. That's Sam and Janet, boss man. And we know what you've been doing with the station funds. We've got the records to prove it. Damn, hacksawed again. Look, here's the deal. I was going to offer you a raise anyway. You better not be lying, boss man. Don't make me pee. It's true. I'm afraid Snarfles and Max are leaving CFMU. But why? Spotify purchased their show for $10 million. Whoa. Yuppers, they loved the fresh approach to being racist. So then I guess you've got $100,000 to spare. How's one? Deal. Paid in new money. Fine, but I get to pee on the floor. I can live with that. Boy, you guys are terrible negotiators. You really should have watched this helpful video. Can I pee too? Sorry, a deal's a deal. Here, watch. There it is, folks. Episode 38 of Work It in the Can. Well, it was a clip show. Sort of an episode. Please follow at WorkItPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The salt and pepper ads were written by Josh Clasco, who also appeared as the voiceover. Visit widgetmag.com for more fun. This may have been a clip show, but as Larry Sanders said, Now clipping! <laughs>